0: Them. This week on Erotic Quickening, <laughs> Buddhism and Kink, When Polyamory is Because You Are Not, and BDSM for Dinner.
1: Did you know Dan and Dawn, that's us, have a new book in the works? The Polyamory Toolkit is a book that focuses on specific tools people can use to address the common issues and deeper aspects of a polyamorous relationship.
0: This work includes such topics as jealousy, compersion, communication, mitigating triggers, creating a solid foundation, and so much more. Support the launch of this
1: book by grabbing yours prior to its wider release and get special perks.
0: Head over to EroticWiki.com to find out more.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening win, win. right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about Buddhism and kink. If nice. you're watching
0: the video right now, you'll see Buddhism Ooh, art. You're in your
1: robes for on camera for the first time.
0: And we are also going to be talking about having BDSM for dinner, or what we're actually going to be talking about <laughs> Right. But first, we're going to start off with this question of the day. Dawn, sometimes we talk about the advantage of polyamory is if you have a partner that is into something,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like say, for example, for example, I am into board games and you are not. Lie! All right, let's do it backwards. <laughs> let's say you're big into board games and I'm not. One of the advantages of polyamory is that you yeah. can go to one of your partners and go play board games with them. True, it's there a little more a little more realistic. Okay, you like the roller coasters, and you like I going love
1: on the roller coasters, and you like
0: going on roller coasters with a partner. I do. I do not like the roller I do coasters. Do not like roller coasters. <laughs> Therefore, polyamory is a benefit to you in that you get to go with your partner, Big D. And mm-hmm. do, go do roller coasters.
1: And he's even more into roller coasters than I am. <laughs> <And> there's so <laughs> many he'll do that I won't do. But, but yeah, it's actually nice to, um, we did that for our anniversary over the summer. We went to Cedar Point for the first time. And let's, let's so, push this to a
0: little more of a thing. Okay. Uh, you like a particular sexual activity that I don't do with you very often. True. And Big D likes that more than I do, or apparently does it more than I do. True. So the question of the day. I don't is, like
1: admitting to this. <laughs> so sure I am right? Because how it's... you're going to handle it,
0: or, or and or
1: that's the reality of it. It's a little <laughs>
0: uncomfortable, right? Yeah. But the reality is, this is what we recommend to people: that the advantage of polyamory is if you have different, whether it's sexual or, you know, you want to go to a bluegrass festival and I don't want to, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Polyamory will give you the opportunity to still express yourself. Very true. Now here's our question of the day. Okay. How do you handle that? how do you handle that because the flip side of that is how do you handle being the poly the partner that your partner's off doing something because you're not willing to or you don't have a taste for that or how do you get away from not feeling like there's from that feeling of not being enough
1: oh that's the real question yes. how do you get through that feeling of not being I, enough, I snuck in there from the back. You did, from to the get back. There. You yes, <laughs> <A> little <laughs> so, double entendre there. <laughs> so, um, it's actually a good question, and uh, I'm trying to think if I have a lot of experience with that because you and I are actually very compatible. So, mm-hmm. there's not much that you are into that I can think of that I'm also not interested in.
0: Things that would, I enjoy doing too. that you're
1: not. That you don't enjoy doing, right? Right. I can't think of much of anything except the Buddhism thing, but I'll still tag along to sure, meditation sure. and the temples and stuff like that. So, but that path is your own, um, and you it's want, also kind of a solo pursuit anyway. I don't really need a partner to go with me. Right. Right. So, so I can't think of much of anything that you're into that I'm not at least interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I only have the couple of things. I've got the roller coasters. And um, maybe wine tasting or something. Yeah. And I'm not really into wine, but D is, kind of. Uh-huh. So it's an experience with him that I wouldn't have with you mm-hmm. because you don't do alcohol. Right. Right? So
0: yeah. What was the other little thing? Uh, it's, it's just a little thing. Roller coasters, wine. Oh, double penetration. That's one of those things I'm not into either, right?
1: How uh, true. So how do I get past
0: <laughs> the feeling of being inadequate or not being enough? When you have to go off to have your sexual stuff fulfilled or your social stuff
1: with another person? I don't know. That's a question for you. Like I said, I don't know that I have a lot of experience with it. I'm even trying to think of um, Big D. I mean, he he does things. He goes off and does things with his wife that I don't do with them. So I don't get a feeling of not feeling enough. Here's how I handle this. Okay, so good. I want to hear how you handle this (laughs) because I don't have that experience yet. But I know the universe and it laughs sure. at me a lot. So something will come up.
0: Um, first off, it's the understanding of it's not every so trying being somewhat selfish. It's not all about me. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is a key to conversion to work for compersion to work, that feeling of joy in another person's joy. Right. Is can you feel happiness for that other person prior to you realizing that it's not about you, that you're not getting something out of it? Pure happiness for the other person without the fact that you don't benefit from it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: So you have to cultivate that feeling of, and when you r- realize that you're not feeling that, to so take a look at yourself and say, is it because I am envious or angry that my partner is enjoying something that I'm not involved in? Or is it because it's not about me? Where's mine?
1: You okay. Know? So, and so I do go through that sometimes, but it's not because you're doing something with someone else that I won't do. There's some stuff that you do with other people that I do like to do. Yeah. But you do it with other people instead. So I can still go through that. Why aren't I sure. good enough? Aren't I worthy? Don't I do well enough? Things like that. So, But but I want to stay can...
0: focused on the
1: yeah. things that I won't do sort of stuff. Right.
0: And the reality is I could go do a roller coaster with you. I am not physically uh, yeah. incapable of it. True. I could go do. Um, I could. Well, now here's an interest. I can't do wine tastings no. with you. I'm medically unable to do such a right. thing. Um, so the reality is so part of it is when we step away from our ego attachment to it, right? Which is, is hard. I don't want to do roller coasters. So why wouldn't I be happy that you're doing that with someone else? I don't want to go do
1: mm,
0: <laughs> I guess I kind of want to do wine tasting Just the
1: experience. for the experience
0: of it, yeah. but I recognize that I can't do it and Again, it's not about you going off to do these things. It's about my stomping right. my foot, saying, "Oh, yeah, my medical condition prevents me from going to do these things. Right,
1: and I understand that. So, and, But I'm sitting here also thinking that I wouldn't want you to go do roller coasters with me. I would love it. If you, if you ever decided you were going to go try roller coasters, I would love to be that person that would be like, let me go show you roller coasters, right? But knowing you don't like it and have it for years and years, I don't think you're going to change your mind. So I wouldn't want to drag you along. For one, right? Uh, right? Are you writing something on a bucket list? You're going to try a roller coaster? <laughs> Absolutely not. Magnum. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, so you do, you would have to get to the point of, it's not about me. I yeah. want to be happy for my partner.
0: The fun part is, what you know, the, the step back and say, unlike the situations you're talking about, for me to step back and say, I don't really want to do mm-hmm. this. I, the things that you're doing with Big D, I don't want to do them anyway right you know um so that's part of it is just to realize that the other part is that this is very healthy for you to experience life there's no reason for me to be clinging to you not experiencing life just because you can't do it with me that is on the surface it's selfish but if you look a little bit below that it's actually a fear response right if you're off doing those things and enjoying someone else's company then what do you need me for
1: Mm, I see. I get that feeling totally. Yeah. Are you sure you don't want to do that whole drop out of the sky thing that you you took video of of me and Big D, D doing? Positively <laughs> sure. So, but but it's a it's a good point though, right? Do you want to hold your partner back from doing things that are fun? Right. Huh. You know you have to get over that fear, and and it's it's hard.
0: Yeah. Sometimes. But, but the solution is it's all about self examination. It's about mm-hmm. recognizing why we don't want our partner to do those things and it's not about our and to recognize you know I like to step back and say all right what's the foundation here what's the the and and we talk and actually I've been just working on that in our in our new book just to play right. that the why why are we doing polyamory you know mm-hmm. I want you to be happy I want you to be fulfilled I want you to experience everything life has right I um regardless of the the whole buddhism thing I'm not so sold on this multiple life thing right So let's assume this is your only life. So, why would I want to? I don't want to hold you back on any experience that you have. When you go off and do those things, right? If I feel threatened or if I feel selfish or I feel what about me or I feel blah, 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 for me to recognize I feel those things, I need to examine that. I need to say, okay, I want her to be happy. I'm feeling um, lost or I'm feeling threatened by that or
1: left out or left out yeah
0: so what do i do with those feelings of being left out and that takes it a step it's not about what you are doing it's about the feeling of being left out Mm -hmm. and that's something that i can you know we can approach and address and play with
1: exactly so and uh, to plug the book again we actually talk about some tools that you can do that right when i've had those feelings i use the mantra Mm If it's the wham moment, the what about me, I've got other things that I do. And because um, a lot of us do go through these things. We do know of a few people that swear they've never been jealous before and don't need these tools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but most of us do. Yeah. So,
0: and it's not always jealousy, but it feels like jealousy up front. Right. And then you realize it's, it's actually, fear could be something, or else. something
1: else. So I wanted to actually touch on something that you just said, though. You said you didn't know if you believed in this multi-life thing, right, that mm-hmm. we get to come back. I actually had someone, um, we were at an event, and you said that. I want to say it was Kansas City, and I'm not sure. sure. And um, someone walked up to me and goes, you're a pagan. Can't you help them out with that? And I'm like, you know what? I don't know that I believe in the multi-life thing. And then, yeah, actually, you know what? I do. I think I do believe in the multi-life thing, but I don't remember any of my past lives. So it's just like I only have one. Right. You know? I don't remember the old stuff, so this is it. <laughs> yeah. If... <laughs> the
0: um, Religions where you die and then you go to some afterlife is the reality Mm -hmm. then the reality then you only have one life, right? if the Atheist what you know you die and then you turn into atoms and you're done then you just have one life the Hindus who believe in reincarnation Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe you got an option to do that again, but I don't know many reincarnation stories where you come back as a Human, but even if you do you're not that same cat So it's as if one life. Right.
1: So, yeah, live it as if it's a one life, even if you believe in more.
0: (laughs) How do you handle dealing it when your polyamorous partner or your partner goes off and does things with another partner, leaving you behind? You can tell us what you think about this by heading over to our Facebook page. Erotic Awakening Podcast, all one word. And share your
1: (laughs) thoughts. That will be posted shortly. I was writing down notes so I can put this on our Facebook page later. Good. So, Don, uh, I don't know. At kinky and
0: geeky last Friday, do you know Chat Chat came up and complained about our podcast?
1: <gasps> Not Chat Chat. She I did. Chat Chat. Well,
0: she didn't complain about the podcast per okay. se. She said sometimes when I go to the erotic awakening website, I see the video of the podcast, okay. and sometimes I don't. What's up with that? Okay. And I explained that sometimes we put the most of the time nowadays, due to our wonderful Patreon subscribers, we have this cool. Camera,
1: camera, right there. Yay!
0: And we put it out on video most of the time. We don't do it all the time because sometimes the video glitches. I don't want to lose the whole thing, so I'll just post the audio.
1: Sometimes we talk about a subject and then realize later that's not exactly how we feel. So
0: <laughs> very true. And chop it slice and slice and, and, and dice. it and <laughs> slice, and, slice it. and dice. Video is just not my thing. <laughs> it's just blah, it's boring. Uh, it's I'm just not skilled at it. Uh, but most of the time, if you head over to the website, you'll get. Um, Video and are my next step. Oh patreon subscribers who are throwing a little bit of money our way. I appreciate it I'm going to be up upgrading the audio that you're hearing as well We were playing right. with that a little bit I have some equipment sitting over there and we are going to bring that equipment in and get some better quality
1: audio for you guys Nice, so that's stuff. We've been collecting over the last <gasps> In January is it really gonna be ten years to nine years or ten years. Uh, I believe we are approaching 10 years of the podcast. I think we are, too. Holy cow. So anyway, we've got some older equipment over there that actually works pretty well that we can try to, no, try to get to work. No, no we're not going get new microphones. Of course on. we have to get new equipment. <laughs> Our Patreon subscribers are not paying for us to put up this old crap. They want the new we and shiny. know some people that might be starting a podcast. Well, I know a person who might be starting a podcast soon. You mentioned that. So, Big D. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm not allowed to say what it is yet, but... We could probably try them out and get them started. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, other
0: than that, the the random erotic, the random erotic awakening Instagram follower oh, is, is why don't you say that word, Mythias. Huh, Mythias, very cool. You can find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day as erotic awakening. By the way, we're not doing a picture of the day every day.
1: We're not, but I did take that picture and I did put it on my desktop. So that I could put it on the Facebook page or Instagram or you have to do the Instagram. I don't know how to do the Instagram of the original porch Yeah. or porch time. I'm going to have to I change it. I've I'm got it. It's just not. I'm going to change guys.
0: my phone's front end so that mm-hmm. the only thing there is the Instagram icon so that I remember. Oh, yeah. Press that Instagram.
1: button. Instagram. Nice. Side note.
0: Black Friday came and gone. We went shopping for phones. Came back with nothing. We did end up mm-hmm. going. Whoa! do I want to admit this? We did end up going into a Walmart on
1: Thanksgiving for
0: Thanksgiving, the Black yeah, Friday. Black
1: Friday is not Black Friday anymore. Thursday no, totally night before Black Friday is Black and Friday. Always it is also ow.
0: it is also Black Friday weekend because I am still getting pestered in my inbox saying right. don't miss these Black Friday weekend deals. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so we went in there to get a projector for our events. <sighs> it wasn't worth the lines. No, it wasn't, worth, and the we walked back it wasn't worth the lines. So and then I went in on Black Friday holding my breath because there was something I wanted. And I walked in there expecting the big crowds. Nothing. My I got house. a parking spot up front. Yeah. Nobody in there. I just yeah, Black Friday's not like it used to be, and I'm okay with that. So and we did a little um
0: oh I don't know judgment of consumerism while we're walking around we there. It's really interesting. Uh, it's got nothing to do with the Erotic Awakening podcast, but one you noticed that all those TVs that people bought and all that stuff they bought how filled the recycle bins were of all the cardboard. The next day,
1: oh my God, I couldn't get regular recycling from here at the space into the recycling bins because it's full of TV boxes. Yeah. I'm I'm just picturing all these houses because because we live in an okay neighborhood. It's not super, super expensive, but it's not, you know, sure. probably medium sized neighborhood. And I'm, I'm just picturing TVs in everybody's houses. But it is smart that they took them to the recycle bin. Because you stack those TV boxes oh. out in front of your house and everybody knows you got a TV in every room. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> Let's move on anyway. For our, for our international
0: listeners, you're fucking lucky you don't have this stupid thing called Black Friday. Oh, but I
1: hope right. you I, they might. No, we they don't, don't know what they I'm, have, no? Oh, yeah. I've
0: actually been reading a little internet stuff about that. Oh, so.
1: you've been reading. So, yeah, well, our country is based a lot on consumerism. I will tell you really quickly,
0: and just—I promise—we'll move on and back to uh, fucking and sucking. Um, If you listen, if you listen to the um, How Stuff Works podcast, I think it was Black Friday was actually created in Philadelphia. It was labeled that way by the police department because the the um, people were coming in for something that happened. I guess for the holiday weekend, and they'd stay all weekend, they'd go into Philadelphia, they'd go shopping. It'd be a big mess. So the police started calling it Black Friday, trying to scare people off of going downtown.
1: Oh, it didn't scare them off. No. At all. So do you remember, like, back in the 80s, like the Cabbage Patch dolls and all that type of stuff? I mean, those type of sales, people, like, got trampled just for doll baby. I want you to picture right now somebody watching this video.
0: Perhaps they have a dildo. (laughs) Shoved in their yoni.
1: We do talk about like, real stuff, uh, yeah, too. What
0: the fuck are they going on about? For fuck's sake! I do Sexy truth or dare? Sexy truth or
1: dare? So,
0: Dawn, uh, first sexy truth. Are you ready? Oh,
1: we're going to do that now?
0: Yes, I forget which is which. Are the little the
1: truth thin one is the truth.
0: All right, I got mine. I got mine. All right. And then we'll talk about the sexy dares and how we did that with those. Oh. Oh, mine's upside down. I guess I can go first. You ready? Yeah. What do you wish someone would have told you about sex way earlier? That it can be fun.
1: (laughs) What do you... Oh.
0: That's what it was.
1: Oh, I wanted you to do it too. But yeah, that it can be fun. I mean, I kind of knew it at the very beginning. The boyfriend in high school, it was fun with him. But then I got into a a long-term relationship, and it wasn't so much fun. So maybe that it gets better. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It gets better. you want to hear my answer yeah, regardless? Yeah, I would like to hear your answer. I
0: would have loved somebody to tell me, hey, sometimes my dick doesn't work like I want it to, too.
1: Oh, I could see that.
0: For a guy,
1: yeah. As a young fella, mm-hmm.
0: mostly I watched porn, and then I had sex for the first time. And I was like, whoa, it didn't work at all like it does on TV.
1: <laughs> that would have been nice. to. That would have been nice. I could see that. What's oh, my sex Okay, so yours is... How many sex partners do you believe is too many?
0: How many sex partners do I believe is too many? Does that mean
1: at one time
0: or over time? Over time, I'm (laughs) sure. No, I do believe that there is a number there. I guess. Is there a number there? No, you know, I guess it's not a numbers thing. It's because you have to think about intent. If you are having sex, I think, you know, not, fuck, I don't even know. I don't think I have an answer to that. I don't think there is. You know, if somebody told me, if I was starting to make out with a woman and she said, oh, yeah, boy, this is, oh, let me check. You're going to be number 10,000. That's a milestone for me. I don't think I would look at them like they were a slut in a bad way. I, but I would look at myself go damn. I don't know if I want to be 10,000 How am I gonna stack up against that right now part of me more enlightened me Recognizes that that's not the way that sex works that you don't have sex with somebody and then you compare. Wow 499 was a lot better at eating pussy than <laughs> 10,000 <000. laughs> Right. you experience what you experience And so I guess I don't have a number
1: okay, so My answer is about the same right how many is too many who am I to judge? I wish I had more.
0: <laughs> so much for sexy truth. Those Sorry. were not hard.
1: Those were not hard. Now, sexy
0: dare. I see on this board. Now, of course, on video, you really can't see these little microscopic things.
1: Are we going to give the answers away of what we did?
0: Um, sexy dare that you had. Now, I think we told them on the podcast what the sexy dares were. Or do we, we? told
1: not... them. We told them what the sexy dares were. We just didn't tell them the results because they yes. had to watch the Patreon video or, or pat- listen, listen. Listen. By the, the way, Patreon. I do
0: have a. Uh, Johnny Jackhammer complained <laughs> that he could not watch the video, right. so I we cannot do video right. according to Patreon's term of service. Right. I currently have an email into their support department to make sure. Can we do Is audio? That
1: what that email was. Okay.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I'm yeah. just making sure that we can do audio.
1: Because they and and they were. You were going to show them. Um, one was uh, my dare
0: for You'll me to, to do. Well,
1: I'm, I'm reading. So how do I read? Pick up any book or magazine in the room. And read it with a sexy voice. Yes, and mine That's was... That's what I was supposed to do. And mine was suck your
0: nipple for 60 seconds. Right. All we're going to tell you, non-Patreon listeners, sorry, the score is zero to one. And we're not telling you which way that went. Exactly. So here's the dares for this time
1: around. Okay. Thicker one, right? All right, yep. I got mine for you. Okay, and I've got mine for you.
0: And again, um, if you choose not to... Or cannot subscribe Um, well not subscribe what's the word I want
1: yeah subscribe to patreon sure subscribe to our patreon become thing patron. become patron.
0: a patron cool that's not a big deal we're not trying to dick you over by not letting you you know we're trying but we're trying to do the opposite we're trying to do something a little nice for the people that are putting a little a dollar or five dollars whatever towards us and uh, you know just give them a little something
1: okay. so oh, you ready for your dare John? I'm ready <laughs> What's my dare?
0: Oh, it's not on my watch at all? Okay. Okay. Ready?
1: Yeah.
0: Don, the dare for you. I dare you to blindfold me and kiss your favorite part of my body for 60 seconds. I get to blindfold
1: you and kiss a part of your body for 60 seconds. That's what
0: I'm daring you to do. Now don't
1: give away whether
0: you're gonna do this or not.
1: Okay. Not that our listeners have any have much in the way of doubts on that one. So, sir, I dare you to kiss my neck for 60 seconds.
0: Mm. (laughs) Can't go to the Halloween store and buy some vampire teeth first? That'd be fun. (laughs) Good. I'm glad to see the answer is yes. Okay. So you will find out if we do those dares in our new score on the subscriber feed over at Patreon. If you're unsure how to get to that, toss us an email or just go to the Patreon. Uh, link, and you'll see an RSS feed. And that mm-hmm. way you can get it via your audio device.
1: Cool. We don't have any new subscribers this week to the um, newsletter, but if you go to eroticawakening.com, there is a link to join that, and you get your name on the podcast. So, Dawn, something in, that's not in your podcast notes no, that are in does mine. this all the time. I managed to, believe it or not, oh,
0: listeners and watchers, I listened, I managed to squeak Dawn out the other day. He did. We've been fairly... Uh, no, we're fairly... Open, we're fairly, fairly uh, open-minded.
1: We yep. really are. We've really, gone to kink events. I try. Um, we've gone to seen some amazing yep. odd things. Seen <laughs> some amazing things. Seen some things that are like,
0: whoa, okay, cool, not our thing, but who cares?
1: Not going to yuck on your yum.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of things that are out there. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, there's a fair number of things that I'm not into, that I don't really care that you're into it. Yeah. Right. Um, but I found a story, and I will give you uh, the short version. Um, and this story made Don go. Ah!
1: Sorry, And sorry if young. this is your kink. Sorry, this, this may be your kink, your kink.
0: Um, but it is—it's one of those things. Um, This—the short version of it was one person was eating the other person's poop. And
1: I took mean, them totally by surprise.
0: Yes, and took them by surprise doing that. It was a stealth move there. Um, and the way and I explained it to you was...
1: The way you explained I it to me and you led into it a little differently and... So if sorry, that's your thing, great.
0: Sorry. As a matter of fact, if that's your thing, feel free to reach out to us. We'll talk to you about it because it's something I've, I... One, I've got no experience with. Two, I don't... It's like, for me, it's like pony play, right? I never understood pony play other than, whoa, that's fucking that's a little wacky. I don't get it. Until, right, you, did until it. you did it. Then wow. it made sense to me. I'm not mm-hmm. going to eat your poop, just so I understand okay, it. Okay, thank but you. But I'm more than happy to talk to somebody who does do that and try to understand what the, the hotness of it is. Um, so there you go. We should have that as a segment on the podcast from now on. A squigging moment? Squick Dawn out. <sighs>
1: There's not much that squicks me out.
0: Most recently met... Uh, Hi, I'll gotta
1: try that again. <laughs> not editing this.
0: Listeners that we met most recently were uh, Wesley and Rachel at the Beyond the Love conference a few mm-hmm. weeks back, and Blair at Kinky and Geeky.
1: So, and not that I met this person, but I did have lunch with this person, Ohio Hedgehog. You had so, nice lunch Ohio with Ohio Hedgehog. Yeah. I love having lunches with him. So long time podcast listener. So Don, uh, and he sent you jumping over to
0: Tentacles. He sent you
1: a couple links as well, didn't he? He did. So um, every once in a while, Ohio Hedgehog will uh, send me a list of links, and um, this time there was a like a black and white ink drawing of a bound girl with an octopus sitting on top of her, like it wanted to do things to her. So that was hot. Mm -hmm. And then the other one, (laughs) the other one was a comic book strip, right? So it was like a page from a, a, a comic book. Uh, or I think it's called a graphic novel, mm-hmm. and it's Cthulhu coming to a house, and the people in the house, and and Cthulhu's like, "I'm coming, I'm coming to eat you," and the family's like, "Oh my God, it's Cthulhu! Get the Cthulhu dice game, the Cthulhu Monopoly, the Cthulhu Yahtzee, the Cthulhu this and the Cthulhu that. We're gonna get him to sign it. Where did I find this? Where did I find that?" And the family's just so excited that Cthulhu was coming to their house, and he's like, "Oh God, never mind," and he just leaves. So. <laughs> Yes. He thought he was going to be horrific, and instead they wanted his autograph. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was funny. I loved that. And then um, and then Nova, so Ohio Hedgehog is local, and then Nova is also local. And they sent me a picture of a 3D-printed octopus, mm-hmm. and I looked closer, and all of the tentacles of the octopus are giving the finger. <laughs> so that was cute.
0: Food on boobs got none, but I got some last week, so I'm not going to complain. Oh,
1: the one last week was pretty damn hot. I had it up on my monitor for quite a while. That's that was awesome. Um,
0: So, Dawn, did you know the Tentacles on Boobs podcast is higher rated than Erotic
1: Awakening? Tentacles on Boobs? It could be, but I don't want it
0: to be. (laughs) Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. By the way, I'm hearing more and more people say they find us on Spotify or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. So, Don, before we get into our topic of the day, um, we have a formal BDSM dinner coming up. Tell us what in the world that is.
1: So, um, we actually started this group called Almost Leather, trying to get people um, a leather experience that that don't have it around here um, in our neck of the woods. And um, we've had a a history lesson for one of the meetings. Mm -hmm. We've had a formal party for one of the events. And now we're going to do a formal dinner. So on Saturday, December 22nd, we are, there's three of us slaves that have experience with formal dinners and we're going to have one here at the space and we are limited seating. So we've already planned out the full dinner and it Mm -hmm. starts with soup and ends with dessert and blah, blah, blah. So we will have people formally seated at the tables and we'll be giving formal service. And then it's also going to be a fundraiser. So, and then after the dinner, we are going to do a little party, a little play party that's for attendees only. So I think it'll be a good time because people will get a sense of the whole power dynamic. Yeah. Again, a formal dinner is a really neat way to fulfill that power dynamic that a lot of us are hungry for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the dominants at the table have their energy, the ones giving service have their energy. You know, and and it's just really neat how it sets the tone. It, it's it's much like the BDSM the formal
0: BDSM event we did a couple of a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to describe what it's like unless you're experiencing unless it, you're it experiencing right? Experiencing it, yeah. Um, but it's is and we've had the opportunity to do this a number of times, and we know other communities, other people do this. to really need experience, just to be able to share a social space and a meal. In that power exchange setting where those that lead lead, those that sit at the table, right? Are those that sit at the table and those that serve serve. Right. And there's a distinct separation between there's separation. the two. Separation. And it's very much and when we would we say there's a separation, it's more of a separation where and I don't know a lot about dancing. But it's a dance where you have a very close one person leads and the mm-hmm. other follows and it's very clear who's leading mm-hmm. and who's following It's a lot like in a BDSM scene. You have a top and a bottom, right? But this is an expansion beyond this where you do have power tops
1: and power bottoms and mm-hmm. It's been a very neat experience for us so far and I'm really glad we're bringing that back And, and this is gonna be a little bigger than what we've done before because we've done formal dinners before in our house mm-hmm. where we've had you know up to six or eight at the table And um, four to six serving, you know, things like that. This one's going to be a little bit bigger than that. So it'll be interesting on how we do it. But one of the people helping also helps to run the afternoon teas at the space um the other one is a producer of enclave which is a femdom Mm -hmm. thing where they do um some power exchange meals and things like that so it'll be really neat dynamic how this all comes together so i'm i'm really looking forward to it we had a good time chatting with it today with some of the details and how we're going to do the food and stuff Mm -hmm. if you are uh, listening to this and thinking
0: man i want to go to that Mm -hmm. um if you're a patreon subscriber we'll put a discount out there for you if you're a podcast listener and You need a discount? Let us know. No big deal. If you're one of our friends or podcast listeners from not local, and you need to, you want to come out all the way to Columbus, Ohio, for this and then crash for the night, I got a spare bedroom or two. Got to like
1: cats and dogs. Got to like cats and dogs. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they're very friendly and very furry. So all right. so don't yeah. let's get this thing wrapped up. Okay. The last thing on
0: our topics today is Buddhism, and well, it's not really Buddhism and kink. It's really um,
1: How Dan does Uh, Buddhism and How Dan
0: does Buddhism and power exchange and kink and all the other shit that I do. So for our podcast listeners, allow me to...
1: (coughs) Or watchers. Yep, and we actually had a podcast listener ask about this. So Mm -hmm. they'll be very happy
0: that we're we're covering this. Uh, One of the questions of the day we asked. Somebody said, so for our podcast watchers, I'm going to stand up for a moment. And you'll see I am indeed... Oh, you really... I looks like I'm wearing a big brown... (laughs) A big uh, brown dress. (laughs) I am wearing my little robes, though. Um, These are my... Novice monk robes mm-hmm. given to me by my teacher, and I wear them often. But not your, that often.
1: It's your underrobe and a travel robe.
0: Yes, the travel robe is what you currently see mm-hmm. if you're watching. The underrobe, what he, uh, what my teacher calls the pajamas, is yes. within that. There's other pieces as well, and there's other styles of robes. But this is my day-to-day robe, so to speak.
1: Maybe one day you'll show your queso. Oh, which is in your picture on the website, though. Well, there you go. So the gold sash. That you wrap yourself, which I need to so. start
0: practicing putting on again because I haven't practiced that uh, long. Ass time. And I'm the
1: one that's been folding it, so as you wear it, I have to remember how to fold it. We so. need to get back <laughs> to practicing <laughs> that. Um,
0: side note, by the way. Yes, sir. Uh, and then, pardon us, podcast listeners, as we do a little um, logistics. Do we meditate today? Yes, sir. No. And tomorrow, I'm going to a Zen group in Athens.
1: Oh, neat.
0: Didn't mention that. on will be earlier. Sorry, podcast listeners. We do a little family logistics there.
1: So tomorrow evening? Yes. Okay, because I have to be at the semester round table, fish bowl. There you go. So, okay. So, yep, so got things to do. So, so
0: what do you want to know? So the main Pretending question, that you're, I mean, right. obviously, you know some of this
1: stuff. I mean, I know some of this stuff. So What's the main question? What do you What do I think that everybody else would like to know yes. about what you do? Should so, I tell you what the main question is? I, I think I know the main question. What's that? is um, how do you resolve... So a lot of people that follow religious paths, right, have to figure out how their sex life fits in Mm -hmm. in a religious path, Mm -hmm. right? Some paths say thou shall not, thou shall, usually there shall nots. Mm -hmm. So what is it in Buddhism that gives you structure around your sex life? How do you balance your Buddhist path with your sex life or your Buddhist path with your power exchange or your Buddhist path with your polyamory. How do you make that work? So, um, the requirement
0: for, and I, I happen to study a, a uh, my teacher's Vietnamese is, is a Vietnamese Zen tradition. I'm a part of a Vietnamese Zen tradition. Right. Um, and the requirements of a novice monk is to be prior to becoming a monk is I have to spend 39 days celibate. Right, which is gonna be my other question, but go ahead. And once, if I were to become a monk, then it would be intended, the idea would be I would be celibate all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not a monk. I'm a novice monk, so I don't have to be celibate. I don't even have to be start the 39 days until I'm ready. Right. Um, so in Buddhism, there is no thou shall not. Um, Buddhism very much, and again, What I'm going to say is, in general Buddhism, this. And you'll be able to go out there and Google Mm -hmm. a branch of Buddhism that disagrees with this. And that's fine. Like any spiritual path. Like any spiritual path, you'll find, if you dig, for example, the, uh, what is it, Westboro Baptist?
1: Mm -hmm. Something like that. The the
0: ones that protest funerals for soldiers and stuff. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't look at that and say, here's a shining example of Christianity. You'd have to say, yes, this is what some Christians do. But it's not what really... Most Christians do, right? Right. You can find some things that some Buddhists do, right? But in general, the Buddhism's sexuality is, is wrapped around this idea of um, avoid sexual misconduct. That's right. the terminology, avoid okay. sexual misconduct. And sexual misconduct is normally taken to mean things that cause harm in the way of sexuality. Uh, adultery is something that is considered
1: causing harm. Which is lying. Yes. Right. It's not being with another person. It's being with another person and lying about it. Well. And harming the original person or whatever. Right. Right. And that's where it gets.
0: um, Let's talk about adultery then for a second. Okay. But sexual misconduct in general says don't do things that harm other people for sexuality. And mainly don't do sex that is selfish. Right. Okay. So you can't lie for the sake of sex. And be cons- and you that would be considered sexual misconduct, right? Mm-hmm. Having sex with somebody or something that is unable to consent that would be sexual misconduct. Okay. Um, interestingly, and this is kind of a tiny bit of a almost a sidebar in my tradition. Uh, one of the things as a teacher of Buddhism, there are 25 because i have a teacher. 25 precepts or mm-hmm. 25 um, things I have to do. Okay. One of them is to not commit adultery. Now, the fun part is adultery is very clearly defined as having sex with anyone that isn't your husband and or wife. Mm-hmm. So, tricky, right? Tricky. Because I do have sex with people that are not Dawn. Mm-hmm. I have sex with my poly partners. Um, I also am not opposed to having sex with people that are not even poly partners. Right now, you and I are not big slutty running around swing partner, swing I know, types.
1: we tried
0: um for me it is a matter of being very having a intent to avoid sexual misconduct and actions that avoid sexual misconduct so if i have sex with one of my poly partners all of my poly partners are aware of that and all mm-hmm. of their partners are aware of that mm-hmm. um so there you go but as far as like Anal sex, or eating pussy, or BDSM, or any of that kind of cool shit. Threesomes, foursomes, tentacle sex, right? None of that is considered um, sexual misconduct. Right. Because if the intent is positive, if the intent is good, you know, and you're not doing anything to be sneaky and underhanding or selfish, then it's not considered sexual misconduct in my particular particular tradition, to my understanding.
1: Nice. So talk a little bit more about the celibacy. So I know you were talking about the 39 days. What does that encompass? If you decide to do the 39 days before ordination, and that, that's what it's before, mm-hmm. right? Before ordination or before the next level up. Um, does that include BDSM? Does that include sexual energy? What does it include? Have you figured that out yet? Yes. It.
0: To step back. Why? Celibacy, I believe is even on the list is because celibacy a lack of celibacy sexual desire leads us to do stupid things Right mm-hmm. we, I you go look in your newspaper and see how many people doing stupid right. things because of sexual desire For me the 39 days of celibacy is going to be I Think it will be a benefit to be a harsh no sexual energy avoiding sexual thoughts avoiding sexual contact, avoiding sexual speech, even up to the point of taking a break from the podcast for 39 days.
1: Oh, wow. To really be, right.
0: because I really want to see what the, ex- part of it is because we're experienced, I don't want to say experienced junkies, but we dig experience, and that's yeah. the experience of celibacy. I want to dig, right? I cannot fuck somebody for 39 days. Let, who I, I won't say who cares. You care. But I (laughs) I can go 39 days without fucking somebody. Not a big deal. I can go 39 days without jerking off without having an orgasm. Not a big deal
1: Can you go 39 days without flirting with somebody?
0: That would be what that celibacy would be
1: right? Right, so you might not be able to walk out in the space because people are used to you flirting Yeah, and you're used to flirting. Absolutely. So wow Now,
0: okay That would be the the celibacy for 39 days thing, Mm -hmm. right? I think it'd be a fun experiment regardless Okay. Now, being a, um, if I continue the path that I'm on and actually become a a monk, where celibacy is the norm, we'll talk about that again. But I think it would be the same thing. Now, the trick is, my teacher does not avoid places where sexuality is important.
1: Right. I've seen him around. Nope, he's not avoiding.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it's not a matter of oh, my God, I just saw boobies, and I enjoyed them, so beat myself up. Yeah. Right. It's more of a matter of recognizing, ah, I noticed that I'm not looking, I'm not talking to that person, I'm acknowledging their great tits, instead of being engaged with that person for their whole body experience. Mm. Really interesting, um, I saw somebody on Facebook post recently how much they hate getting compliments about how pretty they are and how it's demeaning to them. And my first thought was that's kind of uh, weird. But my second thought is to understand, I think I understand a little bit why somebody would say that. They want to okay. be acknowledged as an entire person, not as a, a an attractive meat sack. No, yeah, I can see that.
1: I can see that. All right, that. what else you got? So, is that all the, all the Buddhism stuff? No. So I have another question for you. Okay, because we are power exchange, mm-hmm. we're total power exchange, master slave. Yep. And years ago, I can, I can remember us driving along, I can remember the road, I can remember the buildings, and we were talking about this, and um, you were telling me that you were really moving forward with being Buddhist, and like I said, this was years ago, and my thought was, how is that going to affect our power exchange, right, so because, or even our BDSM life, because you're not supposed to inflict harm mm-hmm. on anything. And I'm like, oh, my God, now I'm, I'm not going to get any beatings. I'm not going to get right. any. You know, how have you um, rationalized. Yeah, rationalized is a good word. but um, And rationalize almost feels like a cop-out word. Right. So there's a different word there that I'm looking for. How have you come to a balance with the power exchange and the Buddhism? Because I'm going to tell you, I really had a lot of fear when... You had mentioned that this was the path that you were going to follow. Mm-hmm.
0: My teacher's teacher used to be kinky and into all this stuff that we're into. And
1: I knew that, and that okay, keep going because there's part of that fear that I had in that story. And I can't, was this is it his slave that his slave left, left him. Um the story is, is that his slave left him so that he could continue to follow his Buddhist path with no hindrances mm-hmm. um, that's not how I first understood it my, the first time I was told the story was that they had broken up over Buddhism and I'm like oh my god he kicked his slave out right because right. it's not part of his thing and then I learned more of the story and no his slave left him so so my teacher's teacher
0: used to be in the alternative lifestyle yes. And is no longer in the alternative lifestyle no longer has a power exchange dynamic with anyone right other than perhaps my teacher as a teacher dynamic, Right, right my teacher is still engaged in the alternative is still around the alternative lifestyle and still has slaves mm-hmm. And I don't really have a rationalization I don't really have a how I have come up to be being okay with this it just I can't find a conflict and it feels right. It does not feel like anything that is causing harm or lacks compassion or lacks loving kindness. And it actually feels like an expression of those things, an expression of loving kindness. Um, there's the, a lot of people picture Buddhist as being all about compassion and soft and you know, oh, aw. but yeah, many, uh, especially Zen teachers. Seek Satori, seek that enlightenment via this, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're falling asleep <laughs> while you're meditating. So I'm going to smack you with the big, the Kobe time, the big stick, right? Um, So it's one of those things where the neat thing about Buddhism is there's no big, there's no single Bible that says thou shalt do this and not do this. Right. Right. It's. And I really can't find a conflict, so it, it feels okay. Okay. You know, I guess it's because I feel that the role of master-slave is a teacher role, and it's a caregiver role, and therefore it's not a
1: harmful role. Okay. That's I got. So as a compassionate Buddhist master, do you find yourself walking on eggshells with me more? As a slave, no, no, so, no. No, that's one of my things. I right. don't want someone walking on eggshells around me. So, and now you're doing everything to incorporate meta and compassion and things like that. So, do you see that? I'm not saying that I've seen. No, it I, I would say that if
0: anything, it. I am because they are a more of a focus to me. I'm making sure they are more of a focus to you because it's valuable for my slave to think and be better. Example. Somebody wrote you an email yesterday that you took offense to you Absolutely. said uh, This person you know that thing from the four agreements don't take things personally.
1: I'm taking things personally You had, <laughs> you had most of
0: that sentence down correctly with the exception of the don't <laughs> right? right? So true the Buddhist master It's not a matter of being more compassionate, but it, it's a matter of seeing things more clearly And to recognizing you were not seeing that situation clearly. You were seeing it from a perspective, from a I am being attacked perspective. Mm -hmm. So my role there as your master is to say, no, see things more clearly. And you were unable to do that. So I took the laptop and I wrote a response to them and handed it back to you and say, this is what I would say. Mm -hmm. It's To me, the compassionate part is not about being, oh, poor honey, I can see that you're struggling with this issue. I'm sorry that it hurts. Mm-hmm. The compassionate part can come later after we align ourselves to what the master wants, and in right. this case, happens to be a, a Buddhist com- master. Um, where recognize what that person? Why did that person say that? They said it because they were hurt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Period. Doesn't matter why. If it was appropriate that they were hurt, if they taking things the wrong way, um, if they don't have you know we have the, you don't have the right to be bothered by that. But none of that's that's all bullshit. They were hurt. They have taken their hurt and they've given it to you. What are you going to do with that? Compound it or alleviate it? Did they ever reply back, by the way? No. Okay. So,
1: Cool. So do you have anything that I'm trying – I think I've covered anything that um, people that have been interested would have asked. Other little bits? Do you have anything that you want to share? Um, I don't play when I'm in my robes.
0: I don't do BDSM play when I'm in my robes. Nor will I go into – the. I I did – I had to learn this, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Um, I will go to BDSM events, kink events, power exchange events in my robes. Right. There's no conflict with that. It's who I am. When I'm working the space as the host, I don't wear my robes. Because I want people to, they're not there to be ministered to by a monk. They're there to have a kinky old time. Right. Good for them, have a kinky old time. How can I be part of that? I don't um, initiate sex when I'm in my robes. Nor do I allow sex to be initiated when I'm in my robes. Mm -hmm. Um, And people are still dancing a little bit with that. Specifically, Kat is trying to figure out if she sees me and I'm wearing my robes, can she give me a hug? Can she give me a kiss? Can she hold my hand? Right? Mm -hmm. Um,
1: It's interesting, though, because I've actually seen this from the outside uh in that you wore your robes to a kinky event, and I'm used to seeing everybody flirt with you all the time. <laughs> right. right? Just just all levels of flirting. So I've I've gotten used to it over time. You wore your robes, no flirting. The moment you took off your robes and put on jeans and a t-shirt, flirting yeah. commenced. So that was really neat to watch. How to to watch people I never really saw people like be standoffish. But they just didn't flock to you, like they usually do, oh, I, until you were in regular clothes. And and so I don't know if your energy shifted, if their perception shifted, if they didn't realize you were the same person. I think, I think both shifted.
0: And trust me, that was one of those times where I really, I had a little doubt about this whole Buddhism thing. Because I like being the guy that everybody, that mm-hmm. flirts and people flirt with and they find attractive. I like mm-hmm. being that guy. To not be that guy, but that's kind of what the whole fucking thing's about, isn't it? Right. Stripping down of the right. ego and saying, you know what, you are not your meat suit. You are not that. You're not the person that everybody flirts with, or that flirts with everybody. You know, that's just this, this face that you have that you wear on occasion. Right. Right. So now, when you take away that face, what's left? That kind of thing. Right. Um,
1: kind of neat.
0: The other interesting bit, though, is that I'm still working that out for myself. With my inner so you have you know you go to an event and you have people that you kind of don't even know that will flirt with you right right and then you have the people at the space that I've known for months and years that I've been flirting with consistently right and then I tend to let them know when I see them when I'm wearing my robes I kind of am like still flirting but it's more of a chore to let them know it's okay I'm still just Dan. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm still working on that one. Uh, So it's really been interesting. It's been an interesting thing.
1: Neat. So any final words?
0: It's been a really interesting experience so far. um, Because I keep, I look at things like, is this podcast, is, are we going to, is the podcast going to suffer, right? Because there's people out there that are very un-into religion, all religions bad. Right, that but this might be a big turnoff for them. Um, or and there, I have no doubt there's people out there listening now that identify as Buddhist say, Well, you're a bad Buddhist, you know. Um, <laughs> well, they're listening, <laughs> well, they're, you're still listening. Um, we've been to an event, and somebody and I was wearing my robes for part of the event, and I had somebody say, Well, you're a bad Buddhist because you did this thing at the event, you know. Mm. So, to take a look at that, and all that shit's very interesting. Um, but to let it be interesting to say, you know what? And I posted this on the old force book the other day that for me, the the big key is Buddhism is not a religion where you say I am a Buddhist or where you wear robes. Mm -hmm. It's really got nothing to do with it. Right. Buddhism is a religion or a philosophy, depending on where you lean in this. That is a action. It is a set of actions, Mm -hmm. right? For me to go up and say, I am a Buddhist has no value whatsoever. It might be a conversation starter. True. But, when I sit in the hot tub and read my Dharma book, or I choose to listen to a Dharma talk on a podcast versus an episode of, wait, wait, don't tell me. You know, that's what being a Buddhist is about. When somebody wants to talk and you sit down and you talk to them. When you wear your robes to an event so that people will, because maybe nobody will flirt with you.
1: But oh I had a couple boy. of those really good conversations. Really so, good deep conversations. So you know, yeah, that that's was what, really awesome.
0: So that's what being a Buddhist is. Finally, I the the last thing I want to say is that fat guy, the fat Chinese guy, it's not Buddha. I know, <laughs> right? That fucked me up for a long I thought it was too. It's not. It's a cat, it's a Chinese monk who uh I won't go into it. His name ain't Buddha though. Buddha's the thin one. He's like <laughs> needs,
1: needs to eat more, I guess. I don't know. Slip. <laughs> Awesome. And I, I'm actually going to find it interesting if you and I decide to have a conversation. You're in your monk robes. I'm in my kandistu robes. So cause sure. you're talking about moments of celibacy and not flirting. I'm still moving more towards the sacred sexuality path. So, you know, that's kind of interesting to me how that's going to work with yep. us as a couple. So. Um, we shall see, but I hope that answered questions. If not, and you have questions that I didn't cover or didn't think of because I'm kind of living it with them at the moment. So I may not think of, you know, questions someone else might be thinking of, you know, let us know and just write us on eroticawakening.com. There should be a contact us form there. Absolutely. Bye Dawn. Bye Dan.